I believe that COVID zero policy is a headline policy. Uh, it's also a decree uh, of the Chinese government to manage public health uh, system, not only for COVID, but also for other uh, contagious uh, diseases as well. Now, I'm not saying that China is not opening, and I believe that if the case number uh, starts to drop, and um, and also if some medical advancement, then uh, they are willing, more than happy to open the border and also relax some of the domestic restrictions. But it doesn't mean that they are going to abandon the COVID zero policy at all. So if we see an other virus outbreak or a new wave of COVID coming up, then uh, we need to uh, get ourselves prepared to have some other lockdowns in the future. What are the consequences for growth and they're going to prioritise COVID zero over growth? Yeah, I, I think that's the uh, right description of the policy stand right now uh, under the uh, President Xi Jinping's uh, leadership that uh, clearly the, he's, he doesn't see that GDP is a uh, top priority uh, in his agenda, whereas the, his policy approaches uh, and, and policy targets is pretty broad, uh, including uh, COVID uh, numbers and also uh, uh, like zero emissions and social stabilities and uh, national security as well. Is the Chinese government then positioning itself to be in front of climate change and resource scarcity? Absolutely. You know, I think Chinese government uh, will see this zero emission, um, a binding constraint and a top mandate because that's the pledge, uh, a pledge by Xi Jinping to the rest of the world publicly. Um, and uh, and also for the Chinese interests that they don't actually really like to uh, rely uh, on uh, imports of energy and other supply. Chinese leadership's been trying to push for the green, a green economy. And renewable is a big thing right now. And even though that we saw, we've seen that a lot of um, a decline in different types of sectors in China, for example, uh, properties and, and retail sales, but uh, automobile sales been rising, especially for renewable and electric vehicles. Onto the property market and bad loans are rising, home prices are falling and the government is throwing money at it. How worried are you about the property market? Yeah, in my report, I highlight this, uh, the biggest risk uh, that facing the Chinese economy right now. Um, the risk is very simple. I mentioned about the population or the demographic challenge uh, facing uh, the country and also uh, with the lack of productivity growth, which means that the GDP uh, or the overall economic growth, uh, whether that can be sustainable is also a big question facing the economy. And the biggest uh, worry I have is the price expectation. And um, we, in the past few weeks, uh, we have heard a lot of news about mortgage boycotts, which means that buyers start to lose confidence to local property sectors. Uh, even though this has been, in the past few decades, uh, a booming industry in China and the Chinese economy, to some extent, is a poverty economy in terms of the business cycle. Now, if there is a change in price expectation, uh, that will be a, uh, a, a risk for China to fall into a Japanese lost decade, which means that uh, those people who bought house they still need to pay up their mortgage and um, and they pay up their, their outstanding. But at the same time, you know, new buyers may start to lose confidence in uh, property price in the future. They don't want to invest. That will have a long-term implication to Chinese property markets. How much of a risk is that lost decade in China? 
at, at the moment, the, we don't have firm evidence about the change in price expectation. I see this mortgage boycott is probably a warning sign. What do you make of the Chinese property industry? Would you go as far as calling it a Ponzi scheme as developers who sell off the plan then use clients' money to fund new projects? We're seeing some transition uh, right now. I, 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 be, I do believe that they, uh, both the local governments and also the central government uh, like to bail out the uh, property industry in the sense that they're not trying to bail out the developer side, the supply side, but to protect the consumer interest. What it means that they, they do want to see the projects being on hold, we start to resume. Also, uh, start to buy some lands um, from the, uh, and uh, that's a major revenue source to the local government as well. So they have a strong incentive to support uh, or at least to resume the property sector. The difference between China's accommodative stance on interest rates and the aggressive tightening we're seeing by the FOMC is playing out in currency markets. What implications for the global economy are there from a weaker yuan? I think it's a global problem right now. It's not just unique to China. In fact, currency weakness uh, compared with other currencies, the Chinese yuan is uh, probably a, a safe haven at the moment in terms of the pace of depreciation. If you look at uh, uh, sterling, if you look at uh, Japanese yens. Raymond Young, thank you. Thanks.